God's Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. This is Will Rice, and First Light is a brief Bible challenge encouraging you to read God's Word, to think about God's Word, and to live it in real life. Who was the first to ever question the virgin birth? Well, there may be a number of answers that could be given, but the, the answer that comes to my mind as you read the Christmas story is that the first to question the virgin birth was the Virgin Mary. Now, she did not doubt the virgin birth, but she did say, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? Later, her, her cousin Elizabeth would call her both the mother of my Lord. This was before she even gave birth to the Christ child. And she said of Mary, And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. So she believed God, and God kept his word. He, he kept what he said he would do. Now, this brings us to an interesting question, and that is, is something true because I believe it, or do I believe it because it is true? I cannot wish things to be true. However, there is power when I have the faith to believe what is true. You know, when you come to the Christmas story in Luke chapter 2, something becomes very obvious. And that is, you do not understand the Christmas story if it does not make you ponder and it does not make you praise. This is an incredible story and we're just not thinking enough about it, deeply enough, or even thoughtful about it, thoughtfully enough about it. If it doesn't make us ponder, it doesn't make us wonder, and it doesn't make us praise. In Luke chapter 2, the Bible says uh, about the shepherds, And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, Luke 2.17, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. So they, they gave out the good, good message. And all that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. They wondered, well, why would they not have? They hadn't read this Christmas story. They were part of it. And everything the shepherds were claiming, the angelic pronouncement, the, the Christ child, the Son of God, this was not just wonderful, but it, it, it was full of wonder. It caused wonder. It was impossible. But it was God. Verse 19 goes on to say, But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Now, this is a theme you find throughout the account of the Christmas. Um, she pondered. Now, we, we always picture Mary with this soft aura over her head, and there are little fluffy sheep and nice blankets, and the Christ child is placed in the beautiful manger. The fact is that she had seen the miraculous. She had seen an angel who gave the pronouncement that she would be the mother of the Christ child, but long months had elapsed, and there was nothing miraculous. There, there was no halo. There was no... Um, there was no supernatural. It was just a daily life. In other words, there, there was no uh, miraculous appearance of an angel or anything else. And all of a sudden, one day, a bunch of shepherds she had never met. Now, I know that we have Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus and the shepherds and the wise men. They're all in the, the you know, they're, they're all in the same scene together. And we have them placed on our hearth in our home. But she didn't know these shepherds from Adam. And all of a sudden, they show up and they say, we have seen angels, millions of them. And they told us that uh, the Christ is here. <gasps> and it caught her short. She, she caught her breath. She pondered these things. Later, when Jesus was but a, a lad, uh, she, she said to, to Jesus, you know, son, you have worried us. Some, this is a different story, but you've worried us. Uh, and your father and I have sought you sorrowing. 
my father, she's referring to Joseph. Jesus responds by saying, Wish ye not that I must be about my father's business? Mary was talking about Joseph. Jesus was talking about Jehovah. And again, the Bible says when, when this God in a body became subject to Mary, a young Jewish lady, the Bible says that she kept all these sayings in her heart. Over and again, Mary was forced to take a deep breath and ponder to think, to wonder. This was an amazing thing. You know, you don't understand the Christmas story if it doesn't make you ponder. If it's not wonderful to you, if it's not full of wonder, if it doesn't make you wonder. <laughs> I have to tell you, the more you think about the Christmas story, the more you'll think about it. And there are all kinds of questions that are problems because they're impossible. Unless there's a God. And that's why I say you don't understand the story if it does not make you ponder. But secondly, if it does not make you praise. You know, um, John the Baptist in the next chapter, uh, Luke chapter 3, is talking to religious leaders who rejected God's Christ. And he said to them, don't, don't think to yourself, well, we have Abraham as our father. We're, you know, we're special people. Uh, for I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. So God could raise up children of stones and God could raise up a child of this Jewish maiden. And he did. God is able. Um, the Bible says in Luke 1, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. Nothing impossible. Uh, I recently read Acts chapter 26, read all of Acts, but I came to chapter 26. And uh, the Apostle Paul is, is making a defense before uh, Agrippa. And he says, why should it be thought a thing incredible with you that God should raise the dead? The dead coming to life again is impossible unless there is a God. Then it is credible. Why should you think it's incredible? Uh, I recently heard a, a message at my home church, a, a, a series actually, about David's mighty men. And it, it's been great. And uh, one of the accounts that we heard about last Sunday was not just incredible. It's impossible. You look at the numbers. One man against hundreds. And what, what happened? He was one of David's mighty men. And you can do one of two things. You can think, well, boy, that's, that's, that's a stretch. Well, maybe, you know, maybe if he got the jump on them. Maybe if he had better weapons. Maybe if you could keep thinking how this might be feasible uh, for this to happen. And the whole point is it's not feasible. It's not possible. It's miraculous. At least twice in the account of David's mighty men, the Bible says, and the Lord wrought, he worked, a great victory that day. That's the context for the entire chapter of David's mighty men. It wasn't just them. It was God. When they did what they should, God did what they couldn't. Now, what's the point? The point is, I don't understand Christmas if, if it doesn't make me ponder and it doesn't make me praise. The shepherds, uh, when they saw and heard what they saw and heard, they returned and glorified and praised God. They, this is said about them twice. Anna, a lady who saw the Christ child in the temple, did the same thing. She'd been waiting for God's redemption, this Messiah, this, this uh, Jewish-born uh, Messiah, Christ, God the Son, the Son of God, and she praised God. Look, here's the point. Y years ago, John Rice tells a story of, uh, I, I believe, George W. Truett, a teacher of his. And years ago, before, uh, George Truett had gone to church one Sunday and his little child, I think five or six maybe, maybe four, had heard the story in Sunday school of Jonah and the well. 
And the little boy said, I, I don't believe that happened. That, that, that's, that didn't happen. And Dr. Truett said, well, do you, do you believe God created the world? Yes. Then do you think God created the whale? Well, yes. Then do you think God could create a whale to, to swallow a man? Well, yes. If God could create a whale to swallow a man, do you think he could keep the man alive in the whale's belly? Well, yes. And finally, the little boy said, well, if you're going to bring God into it, I guess I can believe it. Now, that's the bottom line. If there is no God, why should we even know it? If there is a God, then things that are impossible to us are not impossible to God. And friend, if you if you think there is no God, then certainly whatever you call the force that you believe brought this world into existence is worthy of the name God, though it may not be. My point is that everyone at some point believes in something far greater than they have ever seen in time or space, something that is more infinite than anything they can imagine, and in this case, transcendent and yet personal, a God who is infinite and yet personal. And that's why this story is so incredible, except it is credible. It happened. It's true. It's not true because I believe it. I believe it because there is a God. That the infinite God of the universe who transcends time and space was compressed into the tiny body of a child. Christmas is an amazing time. It's an amazing story. And if you understand the story, it'll make you ponder. And it'll make you praise. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men.